Come on, that's it. Just praise him. Just praise him. He's worthy of that praise. Well, I'm thankful for the hand of mercy that's been extended in this place today. Certainly God has gave us, given us an opportunity and a space of repentance. And uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but the angels of the Lord showed up here today. Come here, Pastor. Come here. I had somebody came to me after service and told me that they seen angels, an angel first, and then many angels. I carry mine with me, and he shows up, and he's my help. I mean that. I'm not joking. I mean that. But those angels that showed up, they were warring angels. Now listen to me right now. They were offensive angels and defensive angels. And man of God, I want you to hear me. God sent the angels of the Lord to defend you. You shall not have to defend yourself. He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. God has dispatched angels to defend you on every side. You won't have to do it. You hear me? God has your back and his angels will defend you. Now the other side of that is that the angels of offense, not to offend but to go on offense, the angels, God has sent the angels of the Lord to praise Temple because you're about to ascend upon this city to do war for the kingdom's sake and the angels of the Lord are going to go before you. Come on, somebody believe with me right now. Hallelujah. Not really sure why God does the things to me that he does, but he does. And I never question God. You're such a beautiful church. Such beautiful people. Wow, what a great, great church. Such great singing, music, worship together. God wants to do great things. The Lord spoke to me standing right over there a while ago. And I have to say this because... The Lord said I had to say. I have a word for someone in this building tonight. Your resistance is futile. I will have my way in you. This is a day and a time that I have given for you to either fall upon the stone or the stone will 
crush you. Whether it's today or in the future, my word declares that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. I've come to tell somebody your resistance is futile. You're either going to bow today or you're going to bow one day. And I want to tell you if you bow today that God's about to open up the heavens and pour out a blessing on you that you cannot contain. If you receive the word of the Lord without resisting, God said, I'm going to open up effectual doors unto you that no man can shut. And I will bless you with my blessing, saith the Lord. Why don't you clap your hands and thank God right now. Turn in your Bibles with me to Jeremiah 33. Again, let me say thank you to Pastor Cook for the invitation and the privilege and opportunity to be with you. They've been such wonderful hosts. And uh, I like a man that knows where all the buffets are. <laughs> Amen. He's treated me so kindly and I enjoyed fellowship with he and Sister Cook today at lunch. And, um, you know, they're, they're the kind of folks, the Cook family is the kind of folks that if you haven't seen them in 10 years and you run across them, it's like we've never been apart. And I'm thankful for my relationship with the Cook family. I apologize for my wife not being with me. Um, She's uh, getting old. Don't tell her I said that. And uh, she's had a few health problems of late. And so she didn't feel like she could make the trip. And I won't tell you what I told some other folks, but um, she better straighten up. I miss her when she's not with me. And I miss my two chihuahuas more than that. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. This is what the Lord's going to do in this place tonight. God is about to create 
something out of nothing. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I'm going to do some recreating in this place tonight. There's some physical bodies in this place that need the Lord to begin to recreate some organs tonight. And I feel the power and the supernatural unction of the Holy Ghost to say that the hand of God is about to reach down in this building tonight and begin. Come on, if he made it once, he can make it again. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God's about to release the supernatural in this place tonight. If somebody needs a miracle, this is your hour. This is your hour. God's going to touch you in this place. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes tonight. It sounds weird right now, but you'll get it in a little bit. I'm going to preach to you sway with God. Sway with God. One more time before you're seated. Would you lift your voice like a trumpet? Would you clap your hands under the Lord? Give him a 47th song. Clap your hands, all your people. Shout unto God. Shout unto God. With the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. It's an awesome promise. That God gives to the prophet Jeremiah. But the most glorious and inspiring part of that promise is its preface. The Bible said, and the name by which God introduces himself to the prophet is this. Listen to it now. If you don't get this, you're going to miss it all. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah the maker thereof. Now watch, he didn't say creator of the universe, but the creator of the thing that Jeremiah was about to ask for. Don't let that get past you. It's something which does not now exist and for which the very materials do not yet appear. It's something which, naturally speaking, is impossible. Oh, I feel a something happening right here. Feel a little Holy Ghost pushing me right now to tell somebody in this place, I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the lawyer said. Come on, somebody. I don't care what the banker said. I don't care what your employer said. 
Come on, I don't care what the enemy's whispering in your ear, what looks impossible. God is about to reach into the impossible and create something out of nothing. Something that God has to cut. Not out of whole cloth, but out of no cloth. Now, if I were to give a seamstress a few yards of cloth, she could cut out a pattern and make a dress for my wife. I might need to do that before I leave. (laughs) But you understand that she could not make the dress without the material, without the cloth that I give her. But God is saying tonight, I don't even need the cloth. Oh, I need somebody to believe with me tonight. I said, God said, I don't even need the cloth. You watch me as I take nothing and turn it into something tonight. God is telling Jeremiah and God is telling Praise Temple tonight he will give him something that must be created in order for it to become a reality. He said, I am the maker thereof. In other words, watch it, listen, I will create it at the call of your faith. I will form it and then I will establish it. Preacher, you can't preach like that. Don't you tell me what I can preach. The Bible said speak of things as though they were even though they are not. I'm telling you, you can't stop my healing. If God wants to heal me, You can't stop my deliverance uh, if God wants to deliver me. Come on, somebody. uh, You can't stop my blessing uh, if God wants to bless me. Uh, I wish somebody to understand that the power of life and death is in your tongue uh, and you can speak things into existence by your faith uh, that will produce a miracle. God is telling Jeremiah, get ready. I'm about to show you something. I feel like telling somebody tonight, you came with a different expectation. But God said, you watch. As you open your mouth tonight and begin to speak, I'm going to produce what you speak. you lift your hands right now? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pull down every spirit of doubt, every spirit of fear, every spirit of unbelief. God, I pull it down right now in the name of Jesus. God, you said what I loose down here, you'd loose up there. I loose faith. God, among this, your people. God, I lose faith for cancers to disappear. I lose faith, God, for brain hemorrhages to go away. God, in the name of Jesus, I lose faith. 
God, for marriages to be restored. In the name of Jesus, I lose faith, God, for sinners to come back home. In the name of Jesus, I loose your hand, God, to open up the heavens right now. God, and pour out the miraculous in the midst of your people. I read a little story about a little grandma. They were in a little town called Cheswick. Many years ago, there was war all around. Hostile armies were invading homes. And they were in the little home together. The grandmother and the mother and a grandson. And the story goes that grandmother began to pray. Oh God, build a wall of defense around us. Protect us, God. And that old doubting grandson began to ask her, how in the world can you ask the Lord to build a wall about our house that he might hide it? And she said, listen, son, God's going to protect us. God's going to keep us. Listen, I don't care about the doubt of the world. They don't know the God that you and I know. And at midnight, they could hear soldiers going in and out of houses and knocking down doors. But nobody ever bothered them. And the morning light made the matter very clear. For just beyond the house, the drifted snow had reared such a massive wall that it was impossible to get to them. Grandma said there you see do you not see my son that God would raise up a wall around us. Hey church I'm telling you the world doesn't have the protection that you have. Come on now I said the world doesn't have what you have and when it looks like everything's caving in when it looks like nothing's going to go right The Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. When it looks like nothing, God's going to make it something. The writer in Hebrews said, By faith we understand That the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. That is to say, it's a faith that believes in the unseen and in the creation of things that are not yet real. I'm going to get in somebody's spirit right now. It's a faith that can ask him for a gentleness that you don't have in your temper. It's a faith for courage when you're like a trembling reed shaking in the wind. It's a faith For a steadfast will 
When you're as irresolute as the drifting sand. It's a faith for righteousness and holiness when every instinct of your nature and every tendency of your training leads you in a downward road. It's a faith for health and strength when your body is a wreck and the very elements of health are gone. I stood last week. We had an old prophet of God that came and preached. You may have heard, heard of him, J.J. Bourne. Texas. He came to preach for us on a Wednesday evening. 81 years old. Still traveling the country as a full-time evangelist. And I told my wife, I was standing down there watching him preach. And I said, that's what I want to do when I'm 81 years old. Listen to me. You don't have to accept health circumstances and situations in your life. If you want God to heal you, God can heal you. Now watch this. That man, that man five years ago was laying in the intensive care unit with brain cancer. And they said he's never coming back. Five years ago, at 81 years old, he's standing in the pulpit preaching the gospel without a sign of cancer anywhere. Come on, I need somebody to believe with me right now. I'm telling you, God wants to take what the enemy meant for evil and he wants to turn it into good. God wants to take something in your life that they say is impossible and he's going to turn it around and make it a miracle. Come on, help me praise him right now. You can be seated. It's a faith for miracles where every door appears to be closed and every effort vain. Pastor, I feel to tell you that there's about to be a door of favor with somebody very influential in this community. That God's about to open up to this church and to the leadership of this church. I don't know what it will be needed for, but God said, I'm about to open that effectual door. I'm about to open the door that no man can shut. You heard me say to you today that God was about to make this congregation a distinct church. You better get ready. This city is going to be running to you before this is all said and done. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. There's going to be a response in this community because of what's about to take place in this congregation. And there are going to be people that are coming from the north and the south and the east and the west. There are going to be people that you did not expect and would not expect to ever be apostolics. And God said what the world looks at as a nothing. I'm about to take a nothing and make a child of God out of it and when I'm done there'll be prophets and priests teachers come on now 
God said, I'm about to raise up miracle workers. God of the supernatural is the maker thereof. And Jehovah is his name. You hear the bishop tonight. You must trust him in his infinite all sufficiency. We're talking about the only wise the God who the writer said is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's the God who can make something out of nothing. I, I want you to lift your hands with me for just a minute. And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about circumstance in your life that seems to be an impossibility. Come on. I want you to see it right now. Now, I want you to begin to speak to it. Come on now. Oh, now wait a minute, preacher. You're asking something really out there. No, I'm not. I'm in the Word. I'm Right now, I want you to begin to speak to that situation and say, God... Right now, in the name of Jesus, I want you to turn that impossibility into a reality. Come on, I release God. Uh, I release my faith to trust you. You are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. And I release you, God, to do in my life what no one else can do. Come on. Come on. Hey. Hey. Let's praise him again. Let's praise him again right now. It's about to be a breakthrough in this place in just a minute. God's about to break through on some of your circumstances and situations. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. See, here's where some of us are struggling tonight. Two men went fishing. One man was an experienced fisherman and the other wasn't. Every time the experienced fisherman caught a big fish, he put it in his ice chest to keep it fresh. Whenever the inexperienced fisherman caught a big fish, he threw it back. The experienced fisherman watched this go on all day long until he just couldn't take it anymore. And he said, why do you keep throwing back all the big fish you catch? And the inexperienced fisherman replied, I only have a small frying pan. Sometimes, like that inexperienced fisherman, we throw back the big plans. We throw back the big dreams. 
We throw back the big jobs. We throw back the big opportunities that God gives us because our faith is too small. Oh, I know, I know this is my first time here, but I'm telling you right now, this is not the end. This is the beginning. God's about to open up to this church things like you've never seen. And what God needs in this place is for some people to increase the size of your faith and begin to believe him not for a church of a hundred or two hundred but a church of five hundred or a church of a thousand come on I'm telling you right now what I feel in the Holy Ghost I'm not trying to jack you up tonight I'm telling you what I feel God is trying to create something in this place he's trying to put a faith in you that I say you know what there's no limit to what we can do in this city Well, now, you know, I don't know if I want to tie up in another building project or not. Listen to me right here. You're looking at somebody that's been through a few of those. This is not my first rodeo. I've got about two and a half million dollars worth of property sitting back there in Indiana. Not my property. It's God's property. But we built buildings. Listen, I'm just a street kid. I don't know anything. God let me build a million and a half dollar church building. I don't know nothing about it. God let me be a part of that. They told me, Pastor, I was crazy. What in the world are you doing? Listen, I, 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 I pastored a church that uh, when they built their new building where we are right now, the original building where we are right now, the most they were ever in debt was $20,000. And I walked into a boardroom one day with a bunch of elders and said, look, fellas, we need to go borrow about $1.2 million. But let me tell you something. That was in 2007. And we built a building... That seats 700 people. Now it's about half full. It's not all the way full. But let me tell you this. Yeah, we still owe a few dollars on it. My wife told me the other day we just dropped under $700,000. But let me tell you this. Through everything, through recession, through Whatever they called that deal we just went through the last few years. We've never been late. We've never missed a payment. Come on now. And since we did that three times, the bank called and said, listen, we're going to drop your interest rate. We're going to drop it because we want to be a blessing. I'm just trying to tell somebody, you better get ready. God's about to require some faith of you that says, you know what? He can do this if we'll let him do it. Tell somebody close to you right now. You don't have to throw back any blessings. God's about to give you a bigger frying pan, Elder. Oh, boy. You hear that chatter? 
Pastor, I know you like to fish. He don't want you throwing anything back. He wants you to bring the big ones home. Watch me now. I don't know about this area, but I got a feeling somewhere in this church or maybe in the next one, there's going to be the biggest drug dealer in this county. It's going to be sitting on these seats. Come on now. Somewhere in this county, God's about to send a millionaire or two to sit on these seats. Baptized in Jesus' name and full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you're not hearing me right now. God said, I'm about to create something out of nothing. You can't see it. You don't know it's there. But watch me. Watch me as I do what I do. Uh, let me finish. I'll get to my point here, and then we're about to have some church. Anybody, have I got anybody scared right now? You good? Several decades ago, a man was to walk a wire across the Niagara Falls with another man on his shoulders. After weeks of preliminary practice, the final moment for the evening drew near. The rope walker cautioned his young colleague with these words. We are about to risk our lives. I am to walk the wire and the whole responsibility is mine. You have nothing to do but match my movement. If I sway to the left, let yourself sway to the left with me. If I sway to the right, do the same thing. Under no circumstances should you try to save yourself. For there must be only one will in this adventure. And that will is mine. You must submerge your will to ensure harmony. For without perfect unison, we are both lost. There's only one thing for you to do, and that's to sway with me. Now they got on the wire. And as they drew near to the opposite side, the long vibration of the wire broke in the center and it caused two waves of movement and each of those broke again into two more and so on with the law of vibration. And that man could scarcely keep his feet where he placed them. It was a perilous moment. But the feat was accomplished. And the spectacular escapade made all of the newspapers. And they interviewed the guy on the shoulders. And this is what he said. I learned more religion on the wire that day than in all my life. I 
learned that the only sane and safe way to live is to sway with God. It's not your will. It's not my will. It's not your opinion. It's not my opinion. The only will that matters to this congregation is the will of God. And if God says we're going this way, we're not some of us going that way. If God said we're going this way, we're going to sway with God. If God said we're going that way, we're going to sway with God. Because ultimately what's going to happen is we've got a destination in mind, but we're not going to get there if we try to do it our own way. Deuteronomy 32, he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Now, I want this church to get this word right here. If there's anything in my spirit that's from heaven, it's right here. God said that I blessed Israel. But they started swaying to their own way. And I won't have it. We're living in a time when folks want to do their own thing. God said, I'm looking for a people willing to sway with me. God said, I'll make that self-sufficient, disobedient, rebellious, that call themselves my people, jealous. Listen to me. God wants to bless this church bountifully. He wants to move in and mightily. But listen to me right here. If you choose to walk contrary to the way that God is leading you through your man of God, God's about to make you jealous. How's he going to do that, Bishop? Because you're about to hear about the church across town. That God's reached down. Oh, they might not even be apostolic. Well, how's that going to be? Well, God's going to make them apostolic. Remember, he said, I'm going to take nothing. And I'm going to make something out of it. Oh, I'm trying to help you, church. I, 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 I know you want to run the aisles, and we, we may still do that, but I'm trying to help you right now. We cannot afford to be divided right now more than any other time in the history of the church. There must be a people that rises up to say, lead us, man of God. We're going to go where you want to 
has to go where God takes us. We're not going to stand in rebellion, but we're not going to stand in self-sufficiency. We're going to lean on God, and God's going to help us. We're going to sway with God. Just stay standing. First Peter 2 and 10 said, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm preaching to help somebody here that needs to learn how to sway with God. You need to trust God to keep the balance when the tightrope of life's troubles begins to unravel beneath your feet. You need to learn that there's only one will in this Christian relationship. And that's God's will. And your will must submerge to ensure your safety. Don't try to save yourself. Don't try to work out your problems on your own. Just sway with God. Just sway with God. Don't try to match God's movements. Just sway with God. Book of Romans says to us, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but... You've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I'm going to do something right here. If, you, if you're in this place tonight, we're all going to come to the altar in a minute, but I feel particularly led to do this. If you're in this place tonight and you need a recreative miracle, I want you to walk down that aisle right now and lift your hands to the Lord. Nobody's heart needs to be fixed. Nobody's lungs need to be reinflated. Come on now. Come on, your marriage is in on the trash pile right now. You need God to recreate that marriage. Come on, I know I didn't miss it tonight. Just come. That's it. Just come on down here. Don't be afraid. Come on in. Come on in. The name of Jesus. Come on, just keep coming. Some of you are going to miss this because God's about to do this in one fell swoop. I got some of you scared because I was talking about spending a million dollars. You carnal thing, you. 
God's going to bring great miracles in this place right now. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. I need you, church family, to help me pray right now. Those of you that are okay tonight, I need you to help me pray. In the name of Jesus. God, right now, as you promised Jeremiah, 